Hello and welcome to Greensider. This is Amanda, the host of this podcast. Today's guest, Talia, is a campaign officer. Hi, Talia. Thanks for joining us from London. First, could you please tell us about your background? What did you study and what is your current role? So my bachelor's degree, um, I did a BA in modern languages um, in Arabic and French. Um, which is a bit niche um, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to go into. Um, it was just I really like languages and I, I wanted to do that and whilst at university I got involved in animal rights activism um, because I went vegan and I got really passionate about it so I got involved a lot in um, the vegan and vegetarian society and I was a campus representative for PETA um, so I did some kind of campaigns at the university and this was focused on animal rights and um, through veganism I actually um, found about the um, the environmental impact of animal agriculture which really turned me kind of into the environmental side and um, as I found out more about climate change I realized that I actually really wanted to work more in environmental activism rather than animal rights activism um, and I basically applied for a bunch of jobs after I graduated a few years ago. Um, I didn't get anything, um, literally applied for like 100 jobs or more. Um, and I realized is that most of the um, most of the jobs required you to have an MSc um, in a climate change related field, whether it's sustainability, um, sustainable development, climate change, etc. Um, and that's when I decided to do the MSc in carbon management, which I'm studying online currently at Edinburgh. Um, currently, I've just got my dissertation to go because I'm in my final year. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this master's now as a way to move into the environmental sphere. Um, but actually, whilst I was studying in my first year of the carbon management degree, um, I was still applying for environmental jobs um, because I wanted to get into work and so I stumbled across UK 100 which is a network of local authorities, local leaders in the UK committed to climate change and I started off as a campaigns and operations assistant um, and now I am in the campaigns officer role and I've been in this role for about four or five months now. Would you like to share more details on how you got the current job? Yes, so to be honest, I just applied to a bunch of environmental sustainability jobs, anything ranging from kind of um, environmental consultancy and businesses to um, kind of plastic free and recycling jobs and offices, um, anything from kind of publicity stuff to um, operational stuff. I really just wanted to get my foot in the door because I knew that I still had so much more to learn and I'd only really um, I was kind of in my first and my second term of um, the master's degree. So I, I knew I didn't have that much experience or any kind of professional experience related to climate change. So I really kind of start, uh, started at the bottom in a way. In, in a way. Um, and yeah, I, I found my current job on a website called environmentjobs.co.uk. Um, and I just applied for it. And um, after a few months in the job, I think it was about six months I um, then managed to get a promotion because I was doing a lot of the work um, on COP um, in in my previous role um, so now my my role has um, much more of a focus on COP26 
um, which is happening in November. Congratulations on your promotion. Thank and, you. Um, how do you transfer your linguistic background to working on environmental and political campaigns? Um, so to be honest, um, I, I'd like to say there's not much crossover, um, but in terms of communication, I think while studying languages, I became really confident um, after many years of being not very confident. Um, when I was on my year abroad, um, I was in Beirut in Lebanon and uh, my level of Arabic was minimal. I mean, I'd studied it two years at university, but it doesn't prepare you for um, living in another country. Many people spoke French, which I had kind of a, a, an understanding of. Um, and a lot of people did speak English, but by no means everyone. Um, so I was kind of thrown in at the deep end. And I think that that really gave me a kind of confidence and it made me really good at communicating. You know, even if I didn't know the words all the time, I kind of, I don't know, use other means to communicate. So that's one way I think um, my linguistic background gave me kind of confidence and communication skills, which are what is needed in, in campaigns and being able to speak with a, a different variety of people, um, different audiences receive different messages in different ways. So what works best for a certain group of people doesn't apply to others. And I think that really helped. Um, and another thing, again not totally linguistic um but um when i was in beirut this really kind of ignited the fire if you like um of my interest in environmental social um all types of issues because there were so many problems in beirut that i saw um for example with refugees um not being registered not being able to have jobs um living in kind of like well slums almost um but also there's a huge um, waste crisis in Beirut where um, waste processing facilities are basically being closed and new ones aren't being opened. So there's a huge um, kind of surge of waste being dumped into the sea. Um, and that really frustrated me. And there was so much pollution in the air because a lot of the cars were super old and, and most people drove. There was um, kind of public transport, but it was quite limited. Um, so most people drove around, you know, one person in an old car, a lot of pollution. And yeah, it, it really had an impact on me and really kind of pushed me into wanting to to make a difference. However, that that may be, I didn't really know yet. But I think living in Beirut and, ha you know, having that exposure um, to a different culture um, really helped in, in wanting me to, to make a difference, especially in the environmental sphere. And do you have any advice for people looking for green jobs but don't have the uh, relevant degrees? Um, I would say definitely um, go for something, I don't want to say like lower than, than your current role if you're trying to transfer. Um, but a lot of green jobs, not all of them by any means, but a lot of them are in the kind of not-for-profit NGO sector. Well, mine is anyway. Um, and the pay scale compared to my other um, friends who went into corporate jobs is just not the same. So you you are paid less. So don't necessarily go for a job that has the pay scale that you would in a, in a corporate sector. Um, I do think it really helps to start from the bottom. So I started in, a, in an assistant role. I realized at the start I was basically applying to jobs that were way above my pay grade. I didn't have the experience for, but I was just going for, for this kind of the salary I wanted. Um, so yeah, I definitely stay, say go for roles a bit a bit lower and then 
um, work your way up um, if you just work hard um, because a lot of the skills you might already have but you you kind of need or I found anyway you need the professional experience um, to be able to find the role you want so I definitely say like go for entry level or a role that um, isn't as you know on the same grade as your current job and then work your way up because if people see you you work hard you're passionate about what you do um then it's quite easy it's you know you're more likely to move up um so yeah I definitely say that and also um show an interest in other spheres so even if you don't have a relevant degree um do some volunteering for an organization or some part-time work um do online courses that really helped before I did my MSc I did a bunch of online short courses which a lot of them are free um there's really good websites like Coursera and um FutureLearn and um they just show that you have an interest even if you don't have the academic knowledge and um, sometimes if you have the skills but then um have done some courses that also helps to show your interest in the job and what do you like about being a campaign officer so um we get to work with a bunch of different people um different organizations we work mostly with elected officials so mps and um leaders of local authorities in the uk so so councillors we also work with um senior officers so people who aren't elected um but who work on climate change and who really kind of flesh out the plans um so i really like working with all the different people um i also really like just to be honest, it doesn't feel like I'm working, um, not because I'm not working, but because I I just really enjoy what I do and I, I probably would be doing the same thing, um, even if I wasn't getting paid to do it because I enjoy it so much. Um, and I really like seeing um, real changes. So we have certain campaigns where we're calling for more powers, more funding for local government, and to actually see this um, reflected in white papers, for example, in what MPs are saying, what local leaders are saying, um, in some press coverage, coverage, um, that's really satisfying. So um, I like that my job, I think it's because it has that kind of parliamentary, uh, parliamentary, political, local leader element. Stuff does move quite quickly and I really like seeing how our work has impacted what is going on in the world. So one topic that's unavoidable these days is COVID. How has COVID impacted your work? So um, I started my job at the end of February 2020. And obviously we went into, um, well, we, we started working from home three weeks later. Um, and a lot of what our organisation does is allows local leaders to network with each other. We bring local leaders together. Um, to have kind of a collective shared voice because we know um, that we're stronger together rather than as individuals. Um, so we actually had to adapt pretty quickly because that was kind of the focus of our work. So what we did is we moved basically all of our stuff online. Um, our funders were actually really understanding, thankfully, about this. Um, and so we basically had our meetings um but we had them on zoom instead which took a while to get used to but kind of three months in it, it kind of became second nature and actually in some ways this is kind of a benefit because it's really hard to get time in a elected leader's diary um you know i don't want to say impossible but it is quite difficult you have to give a lot of 
notice and to bring them all together in one room usually you know we could only do it once a year not everyone would be able to make it um you know if you if you're doing it in london and you want people to come down from scotland or from northern ireland you know it's going to take a long while um and some places are obviously not very easy to get to um so what we've found is actually we can engage our members so the local leaders uh, more easily um we can bring them together um more frequently and um they're really keen to do this because it's i mean climate change has become such a such an important issue for um politics especially over the last kind of two years um so i don't think it's that local leaders previously didn't have didn't have an interest in it or didn't think it was important but they didn't necessarily have the capacity to uh, you know focus on it spend as much time as they wanted to on it because there are other priorities like um fuel poverty you know heating homes people getting food on the table um whereas what we've really i don't want to say we've benefited from covid but but by having covid covid force us to change how we work we've managed to engage local leaders um in a re in a really positive way i think i guess that's uh the real positive positive <laughs> um finally with covid 26 coming to the uk what's your expectation to your career in 2021 um so cop 26 in in november is actually one of the key focuses of my work for this year so i'm leading for our cop 26 kind of campaigns for the organization um and so for my career i think this will be a really good opportunity to kind of um show what i'm capable of um and you know local leaders in the uk will not usually get involved in cop because you know it takes place in a different country in a different city every year um and they just don't have the time dedicated to it and they don't really want to be involved or they can't really be involved in the negotiations you know the negotiations are usually um really kind of nitty gritty lots of legal jargon um anyone who sat or listened to one of the cop negotiations before will know they'll spend three hours um discussing you know two words or the phrasing of one sentence so it's not fun however because cop 26 is in glasgow um i think this is a real opportunity to show climate ambition in the uk um and to show that the uk is a world leader and a lot of our members are world leading so one of the bits of work that i'm leading on um is basically showing how our leaders are or want to go ahead of national government targets so obviously we've got the net zero by 2050 um uk net zero target enshrined now in law but many of our members are going much further and faster than that you know some have 2028 um carbon neutral targets many have kind of 2040 2035 um so a lot of them are already going ahead of national government you know they they have the ambition to do more um they see the urgency of getting to 1.5 degrees under the, the paris agreement and um so what i'm going to be kind of coordinating is how do we um how do we convey this ambition that local leaders want to go ahead of national government and how do we get national government to give more powers more funding um greater capacity to to local leaders so that local leaders can meet their their ambitions and not just you know struggle to meet what what are really good climate ambitions um 
so hopefully this year I'll be doing a lot of that and hopefully um, seeing some changes in UK national government. I really hope that um, we make a big kind of media story um, and we put a lot of political pressure on national government to make changes with devolution, with powers, with funding and with their commitments on climate change and also the inclusion of um, local climate action in any um, future climate change strategy for the UK. So I really hope to see a lot of these things change and hopefully to be a part of that change. Wow, your 2021 sounds really exciting. Thanks, Talia, for sharing and everyone else for tuning in. That's all for today. Until next time. Oh.